Hey, ghoul friends, it's me, Adrian, or Aiden. Either way, I am still your host. You are still listening to Susto, the podcast of ooky, spooky, scary stories. Welcome. Hey, hi, hello. Yo, what's up? Thank you for being here. If this is your first time, welcome to the show. Welcome to the Susto fam. And if this is not your first time, you're returning. Welcome back. Thank you so much. Before we do anything, you know, I got to give it to you. If you are listening to the show, please subscribe, follow wherever you are listening and also leave a rating or a review. You can also follow Susto at Susto Podcast on all social media platforms. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Make sure to follow that TikTok for any and all updates on the show and some behind the scenes looks. Speaking of behind the scenes looks, you can get some of those and some more goodies if you sign up to be a patron on patreon.com slash podcast. Being a patron comes with tons of perks. And again, you can see pictures and videos about that on the social medias. And if you have your own scary story that you want to send in to me, make sure to do that by emailing me to sustopodcast at gmail.com or sending me a DM on the socials. It also doesn't even have to be a story. It could be a video, recording, audio, picture, whatever it is, anything spooky, paranormal, unexplainable, send it to me and I will post it for you or share it on the show. And again, before we continue, since this is the beginning of March. Holy hell, how are we already in March? It's just like, I blink and February is gone. But I mean, either way, thank you so much to March's patrons on Patreon. Those are Julie, Lori, Karen, Julianne, Stephanie, Amanda, Angela and Co, Sam, Josette, Victoria, D. Eva, Mario, April, Spooky Lou, Rachel, Sadie, and Liza. Thank you all so much from the bottom of my heart. And thank you everybody who has been just uh, reaching out, letting me know how much you're enjoying the show and that you've been sharing it with your family and friends, telling them to give it a listen, to check it out. I really appreciate that so much. Any and all of your support means the world to me. If you're looking for other ways to grab some Susto goodies, you can also, if you haven't seen yet on the socials, this is why it's important to follow. You may have seen that I recently set up some pins at City Alchemist here in Austin. They are a brujeria shop where you can buy occult books and tools. They've been such huge supporters of the show, definite friends and fam of the show. So if you're ever in the Austin area, please make sure to check them out. You can also check them out on cityalchemist.com or at City Alchemist on social media. But if you want and you're in the area, swing by their shop, pick up a pin. I'm selling the Susto Planchette pins and the Mal de Ojo pins. They're at their shop for $5. Or you can send me a DM if you're not in the Austin area and we can work something out. I also want to take a minute to share with you all a really cool show that you should definitely check out. I'm going to play a message from them right now, but if you haven't, make sure that you check out A Spooky Tells anywhere that you listen to your podcasts and also on all social medias. Here's a quick word from them. If you like all things spooky, then check out A Spooky Tells, hosted by us, Christina. And MJ, where we talk about all things spooky, paranormal stories, haunted places, myths, and legends. Listen to guests tell us their scary stories. And I hear them call me by by my name. So I run into the kitchen to check and there's nobody there. And I start to like hear like my closet door start to open. Oh hell no. Like, oh, my God. Inside. oh hell no. All of a sudden, for no reason, I woke up in the middle of the night, like my eyes just snapped open. And it's that strange feeling that you have when something wakes you up. You and you don't know what has woken you up until you either see what it was or you hear whatever it was. There are new episodes every Friday. Listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts, as well as at SpookyTales.com. All right, you know, I feel like I got all of it. You know, I got this down to a science. I like. I don't want to take too much of your time when I'm promoting and plugging and I appreciate you if you listen all the way through to this. I'm going to try and stick to that and not take 
too much more of your time. I don't have super big updates. Just again, if you want some Susto goodies, you can do that either by signing up to do the Patreon for exclusive stuff or by, uh, again, checking out City Alchemist or sending me a DM. Also, really quickly, I am actually telling this story from somebody else's point of view. So I'm telling this story from Mike's point of view, and he is the person who posted this on the website Texas Cryptid Hunter. And of course, you can find that link on the Susto Google Docs on Patreon if you have access to that. I just wanted to make it clear that I am telling that this story from uh, Mike's point of view because you'll hear me use the pronouns like I and and my the version I heard. But again, this is Mike's point of view, so wanted to make that clear. So without further ado, I'm going to share today's story, and that is the story of the Donkey Lady Bridge in San Antonio, Texas. Nestled in the foothills of the ancient Texas hill country, San Antonio sits and looks every bit the part of a modern American city. Glass skyscrapers and the Tower of the Americas kiss the azure Texas sky, while below the hustle and bustle of city life continues unabated. In San Antonio, however, the old is never too far from the new, and history is everywhere. Night is the time when the weight of it seems the most oppressive. You can just feel that important things happened here, and on nights when the moon is small or absent altogether, you can almost imagine seeing the ghosts yourself. It is this eerie aspect of the river city that has given birth to a myriad of legends. La Llorona, Brujas, Thunderbirds, Werewolves, and Ghostly Spectres all inhabit prominent places in the folklore of San Antonio. It is a lesser-known tale that I wish to examine today. It is a tale that is part ghost story and part cryptozoological puzzle. It is the legend of the Donkey Lady Bridge. Don't let the somewhat silly-sounding name fool you. The Donkey Lady has been a source of terror for residents of South San Antonio for generations. As with most legends, there are various versions of the story, all attempting to explain the origin of the Donkey Lady. Though they all vary slightly, the tales have enough in common to make it seem plausible that there is a seed of truth in them. Years ago, most agree sometime in the mid-1800s, a settler woman lived near the banks of Elm Creek with her husband and two children. The couple was barely scratching out a living from farming the stingy South Texas soil and raising a few head of livestock. One day, the son of a wealthy San Antonio merchant came riding onto or near their property. Somehow, the young man came into contact with a horse or mule belonging to the pioneer family. The young man, the story goes, teased the animal and hit it with a stick. The poor animal retaliated in the only way it knew how and bit the merchant's son. Enraged, the young man began to beat the animal even more severely than before. The poor creature's cries reached the ears of the pioneer couple, and they quickly rushed to the scene. It became obvious to the couple that their animal, no doubt vital to their livelihood, was about to be beaten to death. The couple began throwing rocks at their animal's assailant and pelted him several times. They did not realize this young man was the son of an important man in town. 
The young man hurled a string of expletives at the couple as he retreated, but swore he would get even with them. That night, a party of men, led by the wealthy merchant and his son, stealthily approached the young family's cabin and set fire to it with torches. The heavily armed men refused to allow anyone inside the cabin to leave. Desperate, the man of the house attempted to make a break for it in the hopes that his wife and children could escape while he distracted their attackers. He was gunned down almost immediately upon setting foot outside the cabin. The screams of the woman and her children as they burned alive were heard up and down the creek for over a mile. Just as the mob was sure that their unholy task was complete, a figure, engulfed in flames, smashed through what was left of one of the cabin windows and staggered toward the stunned and now terrified men. The woman's hands seemed to have been burned down to mere nubs, and her face appeared to have melted or sagged to the point that it was unnaturally long and deformed. The poor creature's clothes were gone, burned away, revealing skin charred completely black yet somehow still on fire. The wretched creature that had once been a happy, sod-busting wife and a mother let out a bone-chilling wail and then staggered past the men and hurled herself off the bank and into the waters of Elm Creek. The criminal mob followed to the point from which she had launched herself into the black water but saw no trace of her. Her body, it is said, was never found. Since that terrible night, travelers who tarry too long on or nearby the bridge have occasionally reported terrifying run-ins with the donkey lady. Horrible screeching and screaming is reported from time to time, emanating from under the bridge or the surrounding woods. Some have claimed a malevolent creature of some kind has dropped onto the hood or roof of their vehicle, screamed loudly and scratched and clawed at the windows in an attempt to get at them. Photos exist of damage allegedly done to vehicles by the donkey lady. It is said that if you park on the bridge, shut off your headlights and wait, you will almost certainly encounter something truly terrifying. I have absolutely no idea how much, if any, of the tale is true. I've become familiar with other versions in the years since I've heard this account. Whether they contain more or less truth than the version I grew up with is something I just can't say. I do tend to believe that there is some germ of truth in the donkey lady legends. The tale has endured far too long for that not to be the case, in my opinion. What interests me more than whether or not the stories are true is what people are still seeing on or near the Elm Creek Bridge. Could there be a flesh and blood creature responsible for the legends? If so, what could it be? Many have screwed up their courage and ventured under the bridge to examine the muddy bank for clues. Some have come back with photos of hoof-like tracks. Is this proof that the donkey lady exists? I would hesitate to say that. This is Texas after all, and finding the tracks of a horse or mule anywhere in this state, even under the donkey lady bridge, would not be all that unusual. However, whatever haunts this bridge and the surrounding woods is still seen on occasion and is heard more often than that to this very day. Okay, 
So before we continue and before I talk about this one, I do want to say and give a thank you to a uh, Tandy Gutierrez, Tandy Egg on Instagram. They actually are the ones that uh, sent me the the idea for this episode. They sent me this story. They have like a, they have a short personal story about the Donkey Lady Bridge, and I just wanted to read that for you all as a short letter from the beyond. But Tandy says. From my personal story, I was told she was the mother of a Satan worshiper, and he burned her alive in order to make offering to the devil, and her soul haunts the area where she was burned, scaring off those who linger too long on her bridge. Time and time again, we know that these stories have, there's so many different versions of them, and then there's different origins and whatnot. The version that Tandy sent in, it's a very different version than the story that I told and the one that Mike posted. That's actually the version that I saw more often it was online it was either that one that i just told or the other story was that the husband of this lady that got burned that he was the one that set the fire for whatever reason so i do have a couple links in the susu google doc that i was going to share that i want to share with you all so uh, there's this website uh texashillcountry.com they have an entry about the donkey lady and they actually show that one of the versions of this story is from the 1950s versus the one that I just told, which is Mike's version from Texas Cryptid Hunter. I believe he said 1800s. So, I mean, that's a huge jump in time. And I'm curious to know like how long this story has actually been told. But again, unfortunately, with these kinds of stories, we don't have all the time, we don't have specific like documented this is when the story was told or it existed or whatever but it's very interesting to even just think that this story has been around for centuries also on this page the texas hill country page it doesn't even go into the version that i told it it says that it was a stranger to the family which again this merchant's son in the story that i shared from mike that one is definitely of course he's a stranger but this one didn't go into as much detail it was a lot more vague and mysterious i'm curious to see what versions i would be able to find about this being the uh what's the word not consequence but i guess the result of a a devil worshiper giving his mother up to satan in a really sick twisted kind of ritual i don't remember i know i don't know if y'all have listened to the satanic panic episodes as actually a two-parter that i did one part of that as an interview with eduardo martinez if you haven't listened to those those are episodes 23 and 24 satanic panic it's a very like interesting phenomenon to me it's a very interesting like social cultural reaction and i love hearing stories about satanic panic and so the version of this story for that says to have originated from the 1950s could that have been in response to satanic panic and was it just like a story that you know someone made up as like a cautionary tale or or what have you Oh, okay, now this is a completely different version as well. See, I love, love, love these stories because it's like you you look into one story and you end up getting like three different stories um, about maybe like the same entity or whatever. But I'm going to read off part of this entry to you. This is from SanAntonioCurrent.com. And again, this link will be in the Susu Google Docs. This says, There are in fact many urban legends around the US that point to an ongoing belief in comparable beings who apparently stalk the forest, bridges, railroad tracks, and lovers' lanes in remote areas. For example, Texas and Maryland both boast a monster known as the Goat Man, possibly a reference to the devil. Maryland also has a legend about a pig woman, while nearby Virginia plays host to the Bunny Man. I don't know why that one sounds extra scary (laughs) to me. Down south in the Carolinas, we find accounts of the Lizard Man, and I recently heard about a Cat Man that stalks southeast Alabama. Not to be outdone, 
Michigan's Dogman, a veritable modern werewolf, has reportedly been encountered by numerous witnesses in recent years. San Antonio's strange donkey lady deserves her rightful place among them. A well-known local legend states that a creepy little bridge on the city's south side is haunted by this macabre entity who is said to possess the body of a woman, but the head and hooves of a donkey. According to the oft-told tale, in the 1950s, there we go, 1950s, there was a woman who was horribly burned in a fire, resulting in her freakish disfigurement. The woman was cast out and banished, forced to live alone in the woods. Now she, or perhaps her ghost, haunts the area. It is said that if one parks near the bridge at night, turns off the headlights, and calls out her name three times, that she will appear. In this respect, the story mirrors other notable urban legends, including that of Bloody Mary, that's immediately what I thought of, as well as La Llorona, which again, I feel like La Llorona is the quintessential archetype of disgruntled, forced to wander the earth forever, like female ghost, you know? It says there are other variations to the story, and many San Antonio residents have claimed to have had frightening experiences at the location. One, Okay, so if you are from San Antonio, or you've been through San Antonio, and you've been to the Donkey Lady Bridge, please Please, please uh, let me know. I I need to know what your experience was like, and especially if you experienced or encountered some, something, even if you're not sure. I want to hear what it was, and maybe we can, like, I guess in a way, corroborate your story <laughs> and see if it matches up with what's being shared right now. You know, I've heard the stories of, like, uh, the, the railroad tracks in San Antonio, where if you go and, like, you put baby powder on the, the back of your car, and then you, pu- you put it in neutral on the tracks, that the car will roll, and then after you'll see the handprints because there was a bus that was maybe i should do that story actually okay i won't tell the whole thing but as a result of an accident the spirits that linger say they push people off the road railroad tracks i'm reminded of that because in the donkey lady story it says that with some people that say that they've had encounters that they've had hoof marks on their cars as well or what what appear to be hoof marks so again if, if you've had any experience if you've ever visited the donkey lady bridge in san antonio please let me know send in whatever you have about it because I want to know and share it. One other thing that I thought about was growing up, if you're from the Valley and if you're from like the Edinburgh area, you'll know that there's this road. It's it's a stretch of road. It's Highway 107, but it stretches through multiple different cities. And I want to say... Okay, this is like super niche, but my Valley people, you should... I, I, I think you should know this or you've probably heard about this, but on 107, passing like the Y that's there on the 107, I remember my parents telling me stories about seeing a lady with a horse head on the side of the road. And the story was that, I don't know the origins of her, but like the the, the story that I heard was that if you were driving, and it was at night, of course, if you're driving at night and you saw this horse head lady on the side of the road on 107, you were supposed to offer her a ride. And... If you did not offer her a ride and you just kept driving, that eventually when you look in like your rear view mirror, you would see her sitting in your back seat. Oh, I just got chills. <laughs> I have not heard or like retold that story in years. But yeah, that was so it's like horse head lady, donkey head. Yeah, donkey head lady. I'm just like, what? I mean, I'm, I'm going to need to look into the origin of that horse head lady from 
highway 107 because i'm sure there's like an origin story to her that is maybe different to the donkey lady and maybe it's not maybe it's just again a different version of the same story but like i said growing up all these years i never heard the origin of the horsehead lady from highway 107 so that that'll be my homework i'll look into that and i'll report back to you all the person who wrote this piece in essay current they said they decided to drive out to the spot this week and have a poke around the bridge is now part of the medina river greenway trail system when i arrived around dusk i was surprised to to find out one of or to find one of the most serene natural settings one could imagine with a charming little creek surrounded by lush woodlands the old stone bridge is quite narrow and quaint i immediately walked across and called out to the donkey lady threat wow good for you called out to the donkey lady thrice but to no avail however i did notice that some nearby rapids sounded like clip clop in certain spots occasionally i would also hear a sound like a door creaking although i never found the source Okay, the the water making the clip clop sound like yeah I I can believe that yeah I've I've heard a creek before like I understand that how that can be so definitely at night especially when you're not seeing anything if you go at night and you've only seen the place at night or been there at night then yeah your mind like starts to play tricks on you because you're scared you start to hear shit or be like what could that noise be and you already have this story for it so of course you apply it so yeah the water sounding like the or like you know said so, like I could see many hooves clip-clopping sounding like that. I'm not sure. But the creaking sound. So at first, I was like, how do you explain that noise? It's nature. It's just wood creaking. So there's trees. It's a creek. There's trees all around, you know. They sway in the wind and they make that creaking sound. So, I mean, I can see how it is easily explained away, but also... A hundred percent. If I was there at night and I was hearing all that, I'd be like, she's here. I'm going to die. She's here. She's here for me. The donkey lady is here for me. So yeah, I can definitely see how people's minds would convince them that the donkey lady is there. So I, I, I searched donkey lady bridge Satan because I figured like that would have been the fastest way to find Tandy's story or Tandy's version of the story. But I'm, I'm having a hard time seeing anything specifically with that origin i did however come across the the devil's bridge which is another story from san antonio that i did that's episode 19 if you haven't listened to that one but that is the only one that pops up when i search satan and donkey let me let me take out bridge let's see i'm just gonna say donkey lady satan san antonio Oh, this is sad. So there's this one. This is from cryptids.fandom.com. It's like a cryptid wiki, and I've used this site before. But uh, the the entry here says that the legend is, of course, they say there's many different versions. But one legend that they have here is that she was just some woman who had a pet donkey that she loved so much and that the donkey was taken away by neighbors after it bit someone i guess out of like i'm like why it's an animal why would you i'm look at me getting mad at these people that probably didn't exist but anyway it says that in retaliation they shoved the donkey into the river over a nearby bridge and that they also shoved her into the river to so that she could drown because they were like oh this is your pet so we're mad at you too in like a donkey version of la llorona she haunts the area now because they killed her baby you know her pet in the afterlife she's taken the form of this half human half donkey kind of hybrid not as convincing <laughs> to me but again we're here to you know dig up all these different versions so of course that one's going to be included in the links it's a short entry but just in case you want to see it again I-, I wish i could find this story of this man that sacrificed his mother to the devil but i think that's all i have for you in terms of the context for this story 
Well, goal friends, thank you so much for being here, for listening. Before you go, I know a lot of you don't listen to everything, but before you do go, I am going to ask you one last time to rate and review the show wherever you are listening. I'm also going to ask you to leave a review if possible, whether that's stars, thumbs, or a written review. I'd greatly appreciate it. And if you could do me a favor and follow these social medias, that's at Susto Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Make sure to get on that TikTok. I'd greatly appreciate that as well. For any and all updates on the show and some behind the scenes looks. And if you want to submit your own story, send me a DM on the socials, email me to sustopodcast at gmail.com or leave it in a review. Yeah, thanks so much for being here. I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to do first five people that leave a, a crystal ball emoji on the post for this episode. It'll be posted on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Either of those. So like collectively, I will give, I will send you a susto planchette pin. How about that? So you got to be quick. You got to go to the the social media post, find one of them, whether it's the Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, leave a crystal ball emoji, and I will send you a Susto planchette pin. Again, the first five people. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. I super appreciate it. And I will talk to you later. Well, you know what? We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Bye. Bye.